Hello, hello, and welcome to School Leader Soundbites. I'm your host, Veronica V. Sofer, and I have the pleasure of coming to you every week and talking about all the things I love about K-12 education, community engagement, advertising, marketing, branding, all of those things that really help us put together our strategies to make our schools stronger. So if you are a storyteller or you are looking to improve your storytelling skills, you have landed in the right spot here at School Leader Soundbites. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to make sure we take care of some housekeeping by reminding you to hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of School Leader Soundbite, so just hit subscribe and you can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, drop me some comments or if you have any questions or have any other nuggets to share with our community, be sure to post them there. School communications. What does every new leader of the communications team need to know? What are the things you wish you knew when you were transitioning from TV over to school communications? So I think one of the biggest things that I wasn't fully aware of when I transitioned from one career to the next was just how big this network is. When it comes to like school communicators, everyone is this like has this treasure trove of knowledge and they are so willing to share. And so you really just have to get past yourself and asking for that help and being okay with reaching out for others for their support because everyone is so willing to share. And I just think that that blew me away. Never before had I worked with so many people who were so eager to share ideas and to go. And what's so crazy is that you find yourself and when you're in a comms office and especially in a large school district, you have these situations where you think, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? Or where do you even start? And it turns out it's really not that unique. It's not. You think it's unique. It is, yeah. But at the end of the day, like we used to joke and say, yeah, we got a letter for that. And it's true. If you don't have it in your files, somebody else has it. And they're more than willing to share. It's just about asking. So I think that's one of my first big tips is to really lean into one another, like to make sure that you're finding people, find that mentor that is willing to share that you can. And then don't also, I think that we also have to put our own sort of value in ourselves to say that we have a place at the table too. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that like, yes, you're new to this position. Maybe you're transitioning into that role, but there's a reason why you're here. And it's because you're the professional storyteller. You're the person who shapes it and to not unvalue yourself in that way. Yeah. So those are like the, the two big ones. And then the other is just, you know, you can prepare for situations that or unexpected. It sounds kind of crazy, right? When you think about the unexpected situations that you find yourself in every day, but you can prepare. Yeah. Having those talking points and, and really relying on like building your arsenal, if you will, of like all of your key messages, all of your templates, um, because there's no reason to reinvent the wheel and the messaging stays the same. Amen. Because time is the one asset we don't have enough of, or the one resource we don't have enough of, especially in a crisis. So what would be one piece of advice you would give to someone who is um, transitioning into leadership in a communications role? Like what's the one piece of advice, maybe a coordinator or specialist has been, has been promoted to a director or executive director? Oh, now you put me on the spot. That's a good one that I hadn't thought of this morning, but I think... I think it's about giving yourself grace Mm. and the understanding that you don't have to have the answer all of the time. Oh, that's brilliant. So like you you have to have 
answer. You just have to have faith in yourself that you're going to figure it out and that you can be in that place to lead. And it's not about the solutions, right? Leadership is about making this space where everybody feels comfortable and sharing ideas. And then it's also about providing that space where people feel like it's okay to try things. Absolutely. And so if it's not about, it's not necessarily about always having the solution. I think that one of the biggest things that the mistakes I made earlier on when I came into this like new environment was that when people would come to me with issues or challenges, and sometimes it was just frustration. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they were just feeling really, really anxious. And I would start this whole thing of like, this is our action plan. You do this, you do this. Okay, I'm going to do this. And then that's not what they need, right? Right. To be heard. They want that space where they feel supported and that they understand that we're going to get through this. Yeah. Like we have a plan and we're going to implement this plan and everything's going to be okay. But you have to give them that space first. It's not about just throwing out all the tools and tactics. I love it. That's great advice. Well, thanks so much for giving us those tips. Yes, of course. Anytime. Networking is key. Networking is going to look different for everybody, but I'm going to share with you some of the strategies that I utilize when I'm at conferences and some of the ones that I saw being utilized that I will definitely be stealing and borrowing. Networking is important because you have to be able to know who's out there, what they're reading, what they're learning, where they're working, the projects and initiatives that they have. And you only know that when you get connected. And sometimes it is very easy to walk up to someone, introduce yourself or look at their badge and know that there's some innovative things happening in their school district and develop a conversation from there. But sometimes it's much easier when you have someone making that connection for you. And those connections come from when you have shared with others and have brought them value. So a couple of tips, always have business cards with you. Some people still use paper business cards. That's okay. I use both. I also use a digital card. There's also some great products out there. Um, A lot of the people I network with at these conferences, especially the ones I just attended here in Texas, like to use Hi Hello. Um, There's a whole bunch of other ones. I always recommend you've got multiple ways of connecting with people. At the very least, make sure that your social media is updated so that they can connect with you there as well. Um, Your LinkedIn, I met with a couple of people um, here at this conference, and when I went to check out their LinkedIn, they were not updated. It was maybe from two or three districts before, and they hadn't touched it in a few years. So make sure that your LinkedIn is also uh, updated with current contact information. Invite other people to sessions with you so that as you're learning, as you're hearing, you can uh, throw some ideas off of each other and just have a thought partner to talk to so that when you're at your next event or at your next session, you can mention to someone something you learned that brings them value. You want to be authentic and completely um, in line with what it is that they want to talk about too. So networking is super, super important. Before we go on um, sharing some personalized stories, let's just take a moment to thank our show sponsor, K-12 Insight. This is a phenomenal company who truly believes in engagement. I've worked with them off and on for more than uh, almost 17 years now in different districts that I have been in. And I can tell you that their products are phenomenal. They are committed to providing powerful solutions that will keep that engagement going. So whether it's Let's Talk, which is their two-way communication solution, or their survey um, products, I highly recommend you reach out to them. I was a user in three different districts that I was in, and I know that they work with school districts all over the country to improve community engagement, to improve the storytelling, and to really make sure that our stakeholders feel valued by the district. 
We want to make sure they feel heard. So check them out. K12insight.com backslash S-O-P-H-E-R just to let them know that you heard about them here. We all know that schools operate differently than they did in the past, and we need our community now more than ever. So what used to be connecting with our local PTAs or PTOs has really morphed into a whole new segment. In fact, there are many school districts across the country that have dedicated staff just to community engagement. I know in a couple of the districts that I've worked in, that was a full-time function for at least two or three different people. And so we want to bring value to this, but make sure that we're doing it strategically so that it's supporting all of our visibility strategy. So as we wrap up today's episodes uh, or today's episode, and you found value in it, I want to ask you to please share this podcast with any of your fellow peers in the K-12 industry. We are looking to really grow our reach here at School Leader Soundbites. And with your help, I know we can do it. So I will be signing off and reminding you to check out the show notes and drop some comments and make sure you hit subscribe if you're listening on the podcast. And with that, I'm going to leave you reminding you to go out there and build those community partnerships.